our health system has many flaws and many improvements to be made. Still, there are many advantages to being a nurse. Since the day I began nursing, I am still, if not more passionate about the field, especially after many years of experience and perspective. I love my profession dearly and couldn't be more proud to be called a nurse. Welcome health professionals to Chart Life Podcast, where it's all about you. Your stories of challenges and triumphs with news and resources just for you. I'm your host, Chantel Howard. Thanks for joining me. Healthcare is crazy. Despite the craziness and ongoing changes we desperately need, here are 10 reasons why I love being a nurse. Maybe you can relate to some of these. One of my favorite things about being a nurse is the huge impact we can have on our patients and families. After providing care to a patient, it's so gratifying to see the care you've provided to someone manifest itself physically in the form of healing and recovery. Not every day can you see your impact on someone's life. We get the opportunity to see the changes in real life through the care we provide while our patient is under our supervision, the many words of praise and gratitude from patients and family members, or in the visible improvements during follow-up visits. Another top pro of working in healthcare is the plethora of career opportunities. No matter what other hobbies interest you, there's usually a great way to merge your passion and career as a nurse. Here are a few unique jobs you might not know exist. A legal nurse consultant, a health coach, a cruise ship or amusement park nurse, nurse informaticist, a business owner, wound care, mobile or concierge nursing services, and so many more. You mean you only work three days a week? I've heard that line so many times. Yes, most nurses in the hospital setting work three 12-hour shifts a week. However, it still takes you some time to recuperate. Because nursing is so vast, the shift options are limitless, and many of us find ourselves adjusting our schedules to our needs as our life and family evolves. There is a career path with a schedule to fit everyone's needs and many employers may even create unique schedules to fit the needs of their staff. Number four, how about job security? Sure, nursing is a revolving door, but we are not few in number. Within the U.S., there are over four million nurses, and it's no secret that nurses are incredibly in high demand, one of the highest demands in the health sector. But there are many pros and cons to this. The obvious pro, you're almost always guaranteed to find a job. And the obvious con is that you may constantly require more staff. The votes are in. The British Medical Association confirmed that 98% of their junior doctors, representing 45,000 individuals, have voted in favor of a 72-hour strike in March. This strike is set to take place on March 15th as the NHS faces ongoing disruptions in patient care due to the continuous strikes of healthcare staff. Sky News UK shares more. 
Well, the BMA says they've got a huge mandate from their members for this walkout, that they've had a record turnout at 98% of those who voted were in favour of strike action. Importantly, this industrial action will include emergency care. So this is important because trusts will have to organise their own emergency cover in order to keep patients safe. But the BMA has said that they will give them enough notice to be able to do this. And they say they've simply ran out of options to try to secure better pay for their members who they say have got a real terms pay cut of 25% over the last 15 years. Now the union says that this makes it difficult not just to recruit new doctors into the profession but also to retain the existing doctors which in turn creates a crisis in staffing and makes it difficult to provide appropriate care for patients and also to try to tackle that huge NHS backlog of nearly 7 million people people waiting for an appointment or for an operation. They may be the largest health system in the U.S. with record breaking profits by the billions. Still, a new scathing report from HCA employees say that money is staying at the top and not going towards dire upgrades needed to assure the safety of patients and staff. Here's more on NBC. Sounding the alarm, Dr. George Janikopoulos, who's been a neurosurgeon at the Level 2 Trauma Center for 29 years, elected the chief of staff there 10 times. I love Bayonet Point. It's my home. But since the pandemic, he says the for-profit company, HCA, has been cutting staff and corners. For example, firing the anesthesiology team and replacing them with what he says are generally less competent people leading to many errors, including one of his patients waking up during brain surgery. And there's more. These photographs provided to NBC by doctors show a shocking lack of cleanliness, from leaks in the ceiling, bloody and backed up sinks, to... There have been many sightings of cockroaches. One of the cockroaches was alive coming out of a tray that was presented to us from the sterile processing department. And the problems are not just a bayonet. According to the most recent federal data, 70% of HCA's 37 rated hospitals in Florida have a below average rating. In recent celebrity news, actor Bruce Willis was recently diagnosed with aphasia. Now his diagnosis has a more official title, frontotemporal dementia or FTD. What exactly is FTD and who's at the highest risk? Dr. Agus shares more on CBS News. You know, on average, it takes several years to make this diagnosis in most people when symptoms first present. And what happens is one of the proteins in the neurons becomes dysfunctional and it accumulates and it kills the neuron in parts of the brain called the frontal and the temporal region and the symptoms progress. About one in eight cases are genetic and this is a progressive disorder. So his function will get worse and worse and he won't be able to do many of the activities we all do in life. It's about 20% of dementia, second only to Alzheimer's. So it's not uncommon. You know, we had said earlier in the graphic 50 to 60,000 cases a year, but it's probably higher because it's underdiagnosed. I think people probably are watching or wondering, how can I, if I'm worried about something like this, take steps to prevent it? Yeah, I mean, Tony, when you look at dementias, what we know is the one thing that's associated with slowing progression of dementia is keeping that brain active. Every year you delay retirement, you can reduce dementia by 3%. So do things that make you uncomfortable. And it doesn't have to be your primary job, but don't just sit back and relax. 
This kind of dementia, this particular frontal dementia, happens in people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. So it's early onset. The more you are engaged, the more we can prevent it. Although in general, it's just delay it. It won't actually stop it from happening. For the family, it's very difficult. I mean, his function will go down, and they're going to require a lot of care. Many times, it requires in-home care, so they can get nursing at home to help the family. But it is a tremendous stress on the family and obviously the patient. And one of the under, you know, underappreciated heroes are the people who take care of yeah. people with dementia. I have forged many relationships and received benefits, gracious words, and more simply because I'm a nurse. Nurse, be honest. When you get pulled, what is the first thing you grab if you're not already wearing your scrubs? Perhaps your badge or stethoscope? It has served me well over the years. There's been a handful of times when I was pulled, the officer recognized that I was a hired nurse just on the way home from a long shift and instead gave me a warning. Who can relate? Number six, comfy scrubs. As a student nurse and still to this day, I get excited when I buy a new pair of scrubs or any work accessories. Am I the only one? I can recall seeing my mom getting dressed for work and admiring all the fun scrubs she would wear or wearing my scrubs outside of clinicals and being asked, are you a nurse or in healthcare? That feeling of proudness. Not everyone is privileged enough to wear nice, comfortable uniforms to work. And they go good with everything. Ladies, do you ever look in the closet for something to wear, see zero options, but then it magically appears? A pair of scrubs, yeah. These will do just fine. Number seven, trusted profession. By spending 12 hours or more remarkable at a time with our patients, we get to know them personally. This only helps us build rapport and trust among our patients. Healing and recovery is a journey that requires collaboration between patients and their care providers. Consecutively, nursing is still the most trusted profession. Once trust is established, the partnership between you and your patients can only help to foster healing. One great thing that allows us to do our job more confidently and effectively is due to the research, science, and data that goes into the care we deliver, allowing us to make real-time and life-saving decisions. Vital signs are vital. We use data to implement the proper interventions for our patients. We know that based on data, CPR is life-saving primarily when implemented promptly. The same thing holds true while administering care to stroke victims. Our education and training allow us to benefit our patients, communities, and our own families. It's great to be able to use our education and knowledge to care for our loved ones when the needs arise. And number 10, being that go-to person for your family and friends. Along with the source of knowledge in your family, sometimes it also means you become the go-to person. Any medical inquiries are automatically transferred to you. There are many other great benefits about being a nurse. We are passionate about the care that we provide and always want to do so to the best of our ability. This requires many things such as safe staffing ratios, fair wages, and the right services and resources to meet our holistic needs on and off the job. Thanks for tuning in to Chart Life Podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media and join in the conversation. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at chart underscore life. 
You can find us on TikTok at ChartLife, one word, and that's life with a Y. Thanks for tuning in to Chart Life Podcast. That's life with a Y. New episodes are available every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you soon.